everybody. Welcome to Bamcast Extra. It's episode 183. Ooh, numbers and stuff. Yeah, numbers. I'm Chuck. I'm Harlow. We're back. Yeah. Another episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one we've had in the stack for a while, but uh, it took this specific situation for us to be able to watch it because uh, of keyword problems, but... Uh, <laughs> okay. What, what, uh, what we, specific situation is this? You mean doing not, extra? Not being in the same room with one another. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Pshaw. Uh, <laughs> we finally watched 1983's The New Barbarians, or Warriors of the Wasteland, if you will. Or the best joke I ever made <laughs> when talking about this movie. I I feel my personal favorite joke. It's a good joke. Yeah. But the gold man sex joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way, 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 way back when. Investing in gold man sacks. Yeah. Yep. Because of what Fred uh, Williamson wears in this movie. He does, yeah. Um, yeah, Fred Williamson's in this movie. This is an Italian Mad Max ripoff. Mm-hmm. It's glorious. <laughs> yeah. It's um, something special. On one hand, it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Sure. On the other hand, it's like, wow, this is really entertaining. <laughs> like, the, this is the kind of movie to me that I feel like is the reason we were created. Um, not, I, I just, <laughs> like, I, I like mean, humanity. <laughs> well, possibly. I don't want to get too, you know, like philosophical about everything. I just meant the Banff cast in particular. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just mean like discovering things like this, like earnest, mm-hmm. I feel earnest attempts at making the best, whatever thing you possibly can, you know, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if it's a ripoff movie, because like, while this is clearly just going after the Mad Max thing hard, it's also it's going above and beyond. Like it's doing more than it needs to to be a cheap Italian ripoff of one of these movies. Yeah, because we've seen a couple of these where they didn't put any effort into nope. the production of it at all. They were just like, we got a quarry and we got some motorcycles. Let's do yeah, this. Like, just get some gasoline and some torches and we'll just yeah. like, you know, sit around and go like, oh, man, I was I'm hungry. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, yeah. But this one's like, the, hey, stunts and shit. Like, this yeah. Is- what if there were stunts and costumes and just the most batshit crazy attachments on cars for no reason? And this is one of those movies that like, you know, if you're playing our little drink game of like every time someone does any kind of stunt you where you go stunt and then like drink you're gonna die in this movie because anytime yeah. someone is in a car it is time for stunting even if you're mm-hmm. just like parking or pulling alongside it's like no nah, let's fucking stunt that yeah if, if you're coming to a stop you better slam on the brakes and skid out mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and then pop a- out and be like Ace we're Ventura here. park that shit yeah so. <laughs> like a glove yeah <laughs> Um, so this movie starts with the shittiest model I've ever seen and a tiny little spark flying towards it. And then that blows up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if there's one thing this movie does real poorly, it's title cards. Like both the opening and closing are uh. are bad. And, you know, I've said time and time again, I'm a fan of models and miniatures and practical effects, mm-hmm. but not this. <laughs> like, I mean, this is like, I don't know. Like this is almost Lego level. I mean, it's. Yes. It's like that opening graphic on trauma movies. It's uh 
when it popped up, I thought, oh, this must be the production company logo of some kind. Yeah. But no, it is a fucking paper mache cityscape. And then someone tosses a cigarette towards it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they slow it down so that the, you could pretend there's an explosion. Right. Uh, and then when smoke finally fills the, the camera view, that's the end of the opening credits. Mm-hmm. And that's all the backstory we get is yeah. that the nukes went off and everything's dead. I believe this is in uh, 2019. So yes. I remember this well, uh, this documentary. <laughs> Yes, our um, past future. Yeah, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's you know things happened. A cigarette was dropped on a giant cigarette was dropped on a city, perhaps, uh, and war is hell. Um, but <laughs> you know that that's why they call him the Surgeon General because like yeah. one day cigarettes being dropped on cities, he's going to have to lead the charge. Um, Correct. I, I've really just put it all together. Uh, yep. But <laughs> cracked the code. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so whatever happened, happened. And, you know, it's it's your typical, like, Mad Max, the Warriors, like, break off into weird little tribes of, like, this is our theme and this is what we do. Yep. Um, and then some people were just like, hey, we're just trying to survive. We don't have a theme yet. And it's like, oh, you're going to fucking die. You don't have <laughs> yeah, a theme. You should, that's your yeah. theme. Your yeah. theme is fucking yeah. Yeah. getting killed by the people with the theme. So, okay. Right after the opening credits end, you get sort of this panning shot across like wreckage mm-hmm. and dead bodies and stuff. And one of the first things you see is like this skeleton in a hazmat suit. Mm-hmm. But the hazmat suit has boob windows on it. Mm-hmm. And right away, I was like, what in the actual fuck was going on? <laughs> Why were we making hazmat suits with, with clear plastic boob windows on them? <laughs> like, what on earth? Boob armor is one thing. Like, you got to protect those. But, like, to have these little windows on it. The thing about this movie is, like, I feel like the costume designer was like, check my shit out. And then the person designing the cars was like, oh, yeah, hold on. <laughs> because, like, they're in this constant battle of this doesn't make any sense. And it's going to be the dumbest, coolest shit you've ever seen. They could have just called this, like, the new Barbarellians because, like, that's kind <laughs> of what it is. It's like, it's less what I would call Barbarian because, you know, Barbarian says, I found either dead animals or I'm making my shit out of like car tires and stuff like that. And there's and no, nothing in this like screams barbarian. It's more like, well, we came up with a theme. We went to our costume department and we said, what fits with our theme and I can turn into armor. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's like everyone's kind of wearing a Barbarella esque. Like we just have plexiglass in places you probably shouldn't, or mm-hmm. just like, you know, costumes cut weirdly short in places in strange places. Well, okay, so not only are the the costumes look very uncomfortable for everyone involved, but also they feel like it's a lot of work probably getting in and out of these. Mm-hmm. These don't seem like post-apocalyptic costumes that you would wear yeah. because like people just have like massive shoulder pads, like shoulder pads that are 10 times the size of 80s shoulder pads. These are like specifically mounted attachments to their shoulders and it doesn't it it it, it impairs movement it, it doesn't do give you any purpose it's not like you're storing stuff in there it's not like nuts for the winter are being stored in your shoulder pads it's it's just it's 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 insanity all mm-hmm. of it it's yeah. <laughs> fucking nuts <laughs> but yeah the the other thing i kind of appreciate is it's like this movie rides the weirdest line between well, we have money because we're going to put all this dumb shit on cars and we're going to like make dumb kit cars because like that's the, all right. It should also be established in this post-apocalyptic future. We at some point converted to electric cars 
because like this is yeah. not gas guzzling like everything looks like a gas guzzling car but everything like like makes the noise like the jetsons <laughs> as it goes along and they have dubbed in electric noises for yeah. all of these cars and they are awfully proud of it because like they will just let scenes go and go and go with no music except for this this electric buzzing of these cars and you're just like okay there's no wars about gas right that's not what this movie's about so i mean that should be noted because like you know while you will have what looks like a typical like muscle car it's just going to make you know a little jetson's car noise around <laughs> um yep. and also like you, you know this was trying to predict like there's one point where someone plays music off like a little like hollow cube or something like that it's just like plugs something into like and it just like starts playing music but so it's like it's this weird thing where it's like in 1983 they're like all right in the next like 10 years we're gonna make all this crazy shit and then it's gonna go to hell and this and mm-hmm. this is what's gonna happen like i always there's something really funny about like how long do you like when do you think we're going to like suddenly break over into electric cars and you know hollow cubes but then like have a nuclear holocaust and then like this has been around a while like this isn't like day two of the nuclear holocaust like people have been around and set up their themes and all this stuff and their tribes are going so yeah, this is all well established yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a weird thing because anyway so i just like that our first thing is like this caravan campsite thing with like six cars like that's what i mm-hmm. love is like this movie writes this wonderful line of like, we have all this money for all these dumb things that we, that aren't really necessary or germane to the story. We just did it because it looks cool, but then we're going to cheap out because it's like, Oh, it's like six cars and a little, you know, wagon train circle, like, you know, Uh circle up the wagons and like, we're going to camp here. And then, yeah, yeah, it's just like the Templars, which are bad guys, which are, it's weird because like their leader is like, doesn't get shown right away like it takes a while and then he doesn't like get like any corner of like i wouldn't say hero shot but like a you know he doesn't get any kind of like a grand entrance or anything it's just like right you think this one dude is their leader and then it turns out it's it's this other guy because the guy you think is their leader that's shown in this first scene can only be described as like grip torn from like the conan movies from Basically, like Beastmaster, yeah, or Beastmaster. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah not, not the yeah Beastmaster. Sorry. That was my same exact thought. And but the voice they give him is not suitable. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> but he's got him, and then like he's got this underling who's uh, kind of like young Eric Clapton. Clapton. It's like it's it's just it's it's a weird thing. But he's got like a weird mohawk thing. It's just he's got a purple mohawk with yeah. a rat tail. Yeah, it's like it's it's it's. <laughs> He's basically like Seth Rollins meets young Eric Clapton, basically. Like, it's it's real weird because, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he's got, like, you know, like, I'm a badass punk, but it's like, there's nothing badass about his haircut or anything. It's like, you used yeah. to get beat up at school a lot, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, the thing is, is that everyone in this, they're all clean. Their hair is mm-hmm. like, it takes work and hairspray and product to get it to do that. Sure. This isn't post-apocalyptic fashion. This is, this is David Bowie exploded all over the planet yes. and everyone got his DNA and mm-hmm. it just, <laughs> it's, yeah. And then, yeah. but their leader is like this, like six foot six, like Ringo Starr looking motherfucker. It's, it's really mm-hmm. bizarre. Um, and so like, they're He's the temp- frosted tips. They're the Templars <laughs> and like, you know, they roll around in this, like all like, they're basically like stormtrooper post-apocalyptic like it's this like they all have like white and black shoulder pad shit it's just like this like weird like it's it's it's, piecemeal like everything is a different plate or you know mm -hmm. here's a special cushion to to this my giant cod piece and you know 
they are the ones with the giant shoulder pads and they're pure white like everything they're super clean mm-hmm. and they and all the cars in this movie are silver it's like they took the kits that they made and wrapped them with aluminum foil so they're all, they're all this like bright clean shiny silver mm-hmm. and they have instruments of death on them that make no sense no yeah like <laughs> they they that's the other thing is like all these cars are like gi joe like cart like and i mean like gi joe toy things yeah. where it's just like what if there's a spitty blade that comes out over here cool you know <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> exactly yeah like <laughs> rapid saw blade action uh-huh. sweet yeah, you, you think there's an engine under the hood uh-uh it's a flamethrower <laughs> so like it's just that's what's kind of great is like there's all this like dumb stuff so there's there's all that going along and and you know first they attack this and it's just like no one's there to defend them and you know they ravage these people and it's a stunt spectacular um, they stunt the fuck around this place too and, man and, and the thing is like th- this is where you quickly learn that like not only are they gonna stunt but then like they try their damnedest at creating dummies for people to like get like the heads chopped off and stuff and it's like they actually go like an extra mile because like there is so the um the Seth Rollins like underling who's actually like I said is like turns out he's like third command or whatever you know like yeah um is like he's got this car and like a you know saw blade comes out the side or like a mm-hmm. spinny fan thing and he ends up like chopping this dude's head off and it's like you could just have this shot where it would just be a dummy and a head comes off and like a little blood fountain but they go the extra mile because like this dummy then falls on the ground and they put a servo in the leg for it to twitch yep. like as it's like writhing on the ground and it's just like wow like you went that extra <laughs> mile for like no reason like no one is expecting you to do that for this movie yeah no one is thinking like oh wow that's a real person it's like oh that's a dummy but then they're like what if the dummy twitched and then you're like hey that dummy's twitching it's like yeah <laughs> it doesn't add to the realism it's just like okay you you made your dummy twitch that thanks i guess but- yeah i just saying like i super appreciate that level of stuff so like this place gets ravaged by the stunt spectacular um and you don't know exactly what kind of became of it it's just it kind of cuts away you know it's like uh war is hell like this post-apocalypse wasteland and then it's like well, no, they c- yeah they come back to it they kind of come back to it later i'm just saying like you know it's like we don't know right away what happened to that it's oh, like no. let's let's find out what's going on with our hero dude who's uh-huh. just this like <laughs> nondescript like han solo wannabe like he's He's kind of like closer to like the guy who was like Han Solo in like Hardware Wars. <laughs> like I'm, I'm saying, like if like there's a weird reference if you've never seen Hardware Wars out there, but like it's just like he's this nondescript Italian dude. It's just like he's supposed to be the badass, and it's just like, all right, I guess he looks like the guy who used to be Woody Allen's friend in all of those movies up until a certain point where he just Tony Roberts, I think his name was. Mm. <laughs> it's just this curly-headed guy who's just you know. Yes, his shirt is wide open and he has a Han Solo pistol, but like other than that, there's nothing cool about him. I, I, other than they give I him mean, the name Scorpion. Yes, his name is Scorpion. He has a fucking badass car mm-hmm. that every time the car is introduced, they focus on the skull that's on the hood mm-hmm. and it makes some sort of roaring sound every time they yes. do that. So he's got this thing that's like <laughs> fairly close to like the Bad Max car. Like it's, uh-huh. it's, it's getting real close, you know, with like the skull and everything like I don't think Mad Max had the skull but it's like it seems like a thing that Mad Max might have had or one of his bad guys would have had but then they just put like those clear dome things on the on the top and stuff so it's like it's this badass like black like interceptor looking car 
And then it's just like, well, we put boob windows on the top. <laughs> he's, he's got a fucking popomatic bubble on the yeah. top of this car with a giant, like, green neon light around it. It's mm-hmm. the least stealthy. Like, you see it coming. It's like, oh, here it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all, also, it's not like one of those, like, you know, there are cars that, like, you know, the future pr- kind of cars where they were like, oh, we're going to drive through these little bubbles so you can see all around us. It's not like that. It's like, it's a bonus bubble. Like, he's still got a windscreen. Yeah. It's not like that's what he's looking through. Right, like, you know, and like, also it serves no purpose. Right, like it never comes into play. It, yeah. There's no reason to have it. Other cars have it too. There's some cars that have like two, one mm-hmm. for the passenger and one for the driver, and it never comes into play. No, you Someone think, like, was just like, I'm going to put bubbles on the top of these cars. It's yeah. crazy. Like if there was a turret or something up there, but it, there's not. It's just like, no. it's just, like I said, <laughs> it's it's not like, I, you know, having that is like, oh, that's going to be where the, the driver sits. It's like, no, that's just bonus thing just, up there. Yeah, we lit it with the neon and it's green. And- yeah, but it, but it's it's quickly established that like he's the, like, you know, he comes across this site or whatever and it's like there's scavengers are starting to come pick it off and, you know, he chases them off and like finds a dude okay. who's like dying or whatever. Alright, so we've met our second tribe, which are these scavengers, mm-hmm. and they are all wrapped in some sort of plastic. That's their uniform, mm-hmm. but they just grunt and can't speak, and it's like, well, how did y'all know to conform to this uniform but, like, you're all just like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't understand how they don't have language, but they have a sense of fashion. <laughs> so I don't know. But anyway, yeah, he rolls in and is just like, hey, get out of here. He doesn't say that. He just uses his gun. Uh, he finds a guy in one of the cars. Yeah, and that guy's he, like almost dead. Yeah, he's just like, the Templars came, and anyway, can you shoot me too? Because like the scavengers come back out, and he like, you know, pew, 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 and like shoots them all dead. Right. And he's like, you got one left for me anyway, thanks. And y- Yes, all the guns are your standard definition pew, pew guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every single gun. Yep. Pew, pew. <laughs> so like, he, you know, and I think we, we see that he's kind of being followed. I don't think we see it's Fred Williamson like right away, but it's Fred Williams is kind of following him from afar. Like you yeah. just kind of keep seeing these shots of like, you know, someone up on a cliff and a boot is like overlooking whatever scene sort of yep. thing. Um, but then he just kind of comes across like there's a van just get, driving down the road and Templars yeah. start chasing it and end up like using their dumb like corkscrew like or no, he uses his flamethrower got, thing. He, like, yeah, like he does. He, this, he's like, also got a harpoon yeah. that like yoinks the back door yes. off and then they just fill the car with fire. <laughs> yeah. So which everybody starts jumping out and then like there's a lady that gets out of there and then it's just like surround the lady and ah, it is. Yeah. You know, get the lady. And she's, I don't know, she's dressed like Cher. <laughs> she is just in the most uncomfortable outfit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Scorpion rolls up and eventually saves her. And uh, well, they have this, they have this weird like we're gonna play this game of chicken until like the other like the um the rip torn dude like stops the Seth Rollins yeah. guy. And it's like he would have torn you up. Like you better yeah. let him go. And he's just like takes the lady. And he's like I didn't know you were still. They have this like weird like didn't know you were still alive. And he's like. I didn't know you were still alive, you know. <laughs> yeah, that that's... Okay, so the weird thing about this is that Scorpion has a history with the Templars that's never exactly explained, except that Scorpion made them all look stupid at some point because he did something and got away. Yeah. I, and so there's a grudge. Impl- it's implied that he either used to be one or they wanted him to be one. Yeah. Or something. he's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so he takes the girl and then it, it's like, she's like, oh, I'm hurt. And he stops and she's like, oh, you're going to rape me, are you? And then he's like, no, I'm just going to look at your wound. And she's like, oh, I figured you're going to rape me. But since you didn't, anyway, let's have sex. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's weird. It's real quick how how fast they have sex. Um, there there was a whole scene before this. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that's right. She where, got she got dragged. That's why she was she. That's why she got yes, hurt. She got dragged her, by like the her, motorcycle, like out of the whatever. Right. Yeah. But there was a, there was a whole sequence before this where Scorpion is wandering around the junk pile and he's getting shot at mm-hmm. and he has a back and forth with whoever's shooting at him and it turns out he's got his own like little Pink Panther Kato guy is it's a little kid and he's just like I almost got you and it's like this is apparently a thing they just wander around the wasteland and fuck with each other every mm-hmm. so often I almost got the drop on you it's... but the kid's like a a genius mechanic who... <laughs> I, I was gonna say like it's re- it's really unfortunate but he's basically like the Clint Howard kid from Star Trek because it's like <laughs> the way they've got him dubbed and the fact that like he's way smarter beyond his years that it's just yeah. like he's this mechanical genius but also like this bucktooth like rapscallion <laughs> kid you know so yeah. it's just like he's got this real Clint Howard Star Trek kid vibe of like yeah, I fixed your car <laughs> yeah. yeah he he fixes his car and takes it for a stunt drive at one point it just starts doing donuts all over the place mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> he just gets out like ha it's better than ever yeah but they um, yeah he has this thing where you know he tries to murder him with a slingshot and then he's just like we'll get better kid you almost had me that time and he's like yeah. I will I'll, I'll practice and anyway fix my car and he's like oh I fixed your car Anyway, so yes. you later. <laughs> so yes, but now he has the lady because when he drives away, the kids says specifically, "Hang loose, hot rod." Which for like a period of time, I thought was is his name Hot Rod? Like, what's the hell? <laughs> but no, no they just, just got weird dubbing in this. Yeah, um, but like so they okay. So the uh, scorpion and the lady. I don't. I'm not sure. Do we even know the lady's name? Does lady ever have a name? I I, I don't know. <laughs> If, if they because that's say the thing. I, I mean, this movie could basically be like man, boy, Fred Williamson, lady. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like three people really have like their name said more yeah. than once or twice. Like, I think, I think the Rip Torn dude. I think his name is Shadow. Like, they, yes, they maybe say his name a couple times, but really, it's like it's Scorpion Nadir, who's Fred Williamson. Which, like I said, we still haven't met him yet. The lady, according to IMDb, her name is Alma. I don't remember them ever saying that. But the leader that. of the Templar dudes is one. One. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I do remember that. Yeah. Because it like, took. Yeah. I so, but anyway, so I, I want to point out because like she gets hurt, you know, like he, she assumes like, oh, you're a guy in the wasteland. You're just going to rape me because that's what people do. Of course, he doesn't. And then it's just like, I just want to inspect your wound. And then she's like, I can't fix you, but I can give you like painkillers. And she's like, cool. Well, since you didn't rape me, let's have sex. And then they have like the weirdest like, okay, so like <laughs> this is a movie where you're like, okay we're here for ripoff and nudity or whatever. Like that's what we're probably here for. But then they have this sex scene where they like have sex in this tent. That's basically like three air mattresses in a triangle shape. Like it's, it's a triangular air mattress that is lit green. Yeah. So it's like, you you can't can't see a goddamn thing. Right. It's just like, I, I, for, there were a couple points where it was like, I can't even tell which one's which like from the way their like arms are. And they're both have kind of big hair. And it's just like, it's, they're kind of similarly body shaped when you can't see features, you know, through this green weird air mattress tent. And I'm like, Oh, all right, sexy. Woo. <laughs> glad Maybe you, that's what the movie was going for. Glad We're all you the same. Included <laughs> this. <laughs> um, yeah. But then he's just like, <laughs> they have this weird like, oh, well, when are you going to abandon me? Because you're obviously not going to take me forever. And he's like, I need to find you some people that will watch after you. Because yeah. obviously you're a helpless woman. I mean, it's, it's that kind of mentality in this. Movie. Basically, yeah. like I, she literally has no identifying characteristics no. whatsoever, except lady. Right. That's it. Like she's injured and she needs medical care. 
and that's it. Like, she's not trying to get back to her people, yeah. or she knows where the thing is that allows society to rebuild or anything. It's just, yeah. lady, there, I was injured. There <laughs> is this, like, I wouldn't even say B plot. It's more like a C or D plot thing where there's, like, there's this radio signal that people yeah. are like, wait, does that mean there's civilization still? Because it's just, like, it's kind of like a numbers channel or, like, a partial Morse code they're like barely picking up and they're mm-hmm. like it's hope there's civilization out there so there's like this thing running its course through the movie it means fuck all to the movie yeah. it really doesn't it's just like yeah there except, is no oh my god we found society it, it's probably easier great. to say like the Templar's <laughs> basic thing is like hey turns out by the way it's all dudes uh, because <laughs> we're going to get to a point in the movie. I, I don't know how, how to talk about like from this point forward, like we, we've gotten to like the setup of the movie and like going forward. It's, I feel like there's a lot of things going in a lot of different directions and it's going to be hard to talk about it sort of linear, linearly. Uh, so anyway, turns out the Templars are all dudes because uh, spoilers, they're kind of like prison homosexual. Like they've just got this like weird, like I, you know, I wouldn't even like necessarily qualify them as homosexual. It's just like this, like weird, like we're superior men thing. But well, also, but also, it's like they're nihilistic because like their whole goal is just like humanity's fucking it fucked it all up. So we just need to finish it off because like the the nuke or the giant cigarette didn't do it. So we got to finish it off. So they're so, like this nihilistic yeah. cult thing. Here's the thing, and I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound like a joke, but mm-hmm. it is an accurate description. They are gay atheists. Mm-hmm. Gay, gay atheists. Yeah. Uh, like, the, the dude in charge, one, his whole thing is like, look, we blew up the planet. Mm-hmm. There is no God. There's no sense in procreating. It, it We're in control. We're, our mission is to make sure that men don't procreate, you know, and, and that's it basically but there's a lot of them it's weird like how many people want to be a part of this it's so strange you would think it would just be like three dudes but it's it's strange but accurate yeah uh yeah so (laughs) the the underlings have come back to him and been like hey scorpions out there and you should probably go kill him because he's going to embarrass you again and the main guy's like no i i i want to talk to him and and shadow's like no, you should probably kill him because otherwise things are going to go bad for us. You really should kill him. It, yeah. It, <laughs> the bad guy motivation through this movie, besides whatever their their actual end game is, like their back and forth on how to deal with Scorpion flip flops and is so bizarre throughout the entire movie because mm-hmm. like Seth Rollins dude is like, he's got the murder boner for Scorpion the whole time, never changes. So he's just like, Hey, I'm going to speak up one time. We should probably kill him. And one's like, no. And he's like, yes, sir. And then the other dude's like, no, hey, maybe we really should think about either just ignoring him and letting him go or straight up killing him. Like whatever you're planning to toy with him, it's probably not a good plan and it's going to end up poorly. And then it feels like at some point where the leader dude's like, I'm just going to go murder. And the other dude's like, hey, why? Why are you trying to murder? Because <laughs> I kept like waiting for like this face turn for the for the rip torn dude, because he keeps feeling yeah. like he's like, dude, why are we murdering random people? And are you really sure you believe in this? Absolutely nothing. We need to murder everybody. And then he just falls back in line. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's so I mean, it it seems like that guy is like trying to turn a moral corner like maybe this isn't the path. Maybe we need to be better. Maybe we should not just go out and indiscriminately kill everything. Maybe that's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. But then when this movie gets to a certain event, that guy is so into it 
and it's just like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, I, I never understood what that guy's motivation was because he just yeah. seems like he's going to turn any second. But he never I think does. he is conflict. I think that's what his purpose is, <laughs> is just whatever's happening at the moment to be like, yeah, but what about... <laughs> <laughs> but so. anyway, so, all right. So that's kind of the main stuff that's going on. So yeah. at some point... Uh, uh, Fred Fred Williamson shows up because like he gets in trouble like they like he gets the lady away and then like they keep having this like yeah we should go fuck with him but not tell one about it so like they keep trying these little like mini attempts to murder him so like they'll just send out like two guys and they're like we got this and then like (laughs) one time they almost do and then Fred Williamson has to show up and like uses like he has a magic bow and arrow, like with like different color arrowheads that like do different things. So as I as I texted Chuck while watching this movie, I said he's a man called Hawkeye because <laughs> like yeah, that's basically what he is. It's like he's just rolling around like Hawkeye with different like weapon he's attachments. Got a, so he's got a compound bow with a scope on it, mm-hmm. like an actual fucking scope. Yep. And he's got like a gauntlet on his arm that has just storage for all these different colored arrow tips. Mm-hmm. And he'll just decide like, okay, time for a blue one. This is going to do some shit. And it's, but it's like this slow process. Like <laughs> yes. it is like, dude, if you're being attacked, like how long <laughs> it takes you to like flip an arrow one way, screw on the arrowhead, flip it around, notch it, aim. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. it is like the slowest, most, drawn out process for him to shoot shit but anyway he saves scorpion and, and their relationship is weird because he's just like hey i respect you because i want to see who's the best and maybe i'm the best but maybe you're the best but we should find out and he's mm-hmm. like fuck you i don't need your help and it's like yeah but you look like you need any help and he's like yeah maybe i did but anyway fuck you but we're kind of friends i don't know and so like that's their whole relationship yeah. for like the whole movie so like you know, he he saves him and he's like, I need to take this lady somewhere. She needs medical attention because at whatever given point in time, her injury will come back and be inconvenient because like she's got Fred Williamson <laughs> at gunpoint and then she's like, ow, my shoulder. <laughs> and it's like, all right, so let's take her. And they basically take him to the religious folks and they're just like, who are you? And they're like, this lady needs medical attention. And they're like, hmm. We believe you. Come on in. It's like, he's like, well, we could trade. He's like, that won't be necessary. It's like, we're just here to help. And then like the scorpion's like, why are they here to help? And then it's so weird because like, that's all right. I'm not going to pick out too many like quote unquote cinema sins or dumb things. But like, this was the one that like really made me kind of laugh the most because (laughs) they paint that like, as I've established, this was made, you know, came out in 1983. They're saying that by 2019, we will be at least several years into the apocalypse and well established into our murder tribes. Yes. So, but Fred Williamson <laughs> in 1983 is 40 something. Probably I'm guessing, you know, like I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. so even if he was born <laughs> when this movie came out, <laughs> like he, he was around for the old world. Right. I'm just saying like, yeah, given the time when this movie was made to then, like he was, he was born and, and lived in the old world. But then he uh-huh. has this thing of like, Scorpion's like, why do they not want anything for their help? And he's like, they believe in something called God. Oh, right. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, 
dude, you <laughs> yeah, have heard you of should, God. Like, yeah, you like, know what that this is. This is not a foreign concept to you because you lived in the before times, I, I think. <laughs> should have. Yeah, yeah, I mean, based on when this movie came out, based on when it's taking place. Yeah. Anywho, you would think. So uh, I just want to circle back to one thing that All happened right. at the beginning um, when they they took a bunch of stuff from the first convoy that they had. The Templars did, mm-hmm. and they found like this Bible, and they give it to one. This a uh, thick fucking. This is like a eight hundred page book. Mm-hmm. He just he goes books and just literally rips this book in half. He fucking power teams that thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's He's a reference like, for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Look that one up. <laughs> but like Shadow was like, we found this. It's called a book. And he's like, books. <laughs> Just tears this 800 page book in half. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, someone made a fake 800 page book that you could rip in half. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's probably made out of cake. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably like, it was probably, made out of cake. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your cake yeah. book. Yeah. So anyway, like everybody who's not affiliated with a certain tribe, they're mm-hmm. all just like we believe in God or we're trying to find God. <laughs> There's a signal, find God. So this larger caravan, that's what that's their deal. And basically, they hang out here for a while. I guess the lady gets medical attention, and they have this brief like, "Well, I'm gonna stay here because you didn't want me anyway." And he's like, "Cool. Well, see ya." And now, meanwhile, Fred Williamson, like this random lady, just showed up and is just like. My purpose is for serving. And he's like, oh, yeah, hey, maybe you want to serve me? And she's like, I don't know what you mean, but sure. <laughs> and so they have sex. Um, and okay, then- they do, but it's the weirdest warm-up process ever because yeah. it's like, hey, come lay on my air mattress. And she's like, we can talk while it's warming up. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and then he's like, now? And she's like, nope, still warming up. He's like, all right, more talking. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I th- so you're I th- from around here. <laughs> I think maybe it was supposed to be implied that she was a fucking robot, but I don't. I think she was I a sex robot. No, they didn't bother to go no. that deep, but I feel like it's that was like an idea somebody had that they didn't pass along to somebody else, and then yeah. so they just got this actress in there, and it's real like the script. The script just described her as yeah. sex robot, but there was no dialogue to, to explain that. Yes. Yes. It's just like, oh, a lady is here with but, David Bowie makeup. <laughs> as awkward as their like warm up to sex processes, it's even more awkward the next morning when Scorpion is like, knock knock. Anyway, I'm leaving, and then Frederick <laughs> Williams is like, okay, then go ahead and go, and like, because he's still in bed with the lady who may be a robot. Yeah, um, which is my favorite. They might be giant song. <laughs> but. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's like Scorpion's just standing in the doorway and he's like anyway cool I guess you can go I'll catch up with you at some point and he's like alright and then just kind of nods and looks at the lady and then Fred Williams like just kind of nods like alright you can go and yeah. he just keeps standing there and he's like you may go and he just keeps standing there and he's like I mean he's, he might as well have said like hey you want to make a robo Eiffel Tower <laughs> Steve <laughs> like I mean it's just like it's, fuck, it's this weird awkward thing <laughs> Like, I don't get it. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's. uh, But then he uh, just leaves and um, basically immediately gets captured by the Templars. Like he does. Yeah. uh, And then because he's alone, he doesn't have Fred Williamson to look out for him anymore. And uh, they just now the movie's about to get real weird. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. so they speechify him while pinning him up to this weird like contraption that they have made that is basically uh, the deliverance us from evil. A device because it is like this co-op thing where like your feet are bound and somehow it's going to 
bend you over as another person raises this bar and yeah. another person is going to, uh, well, let's just say there's a lot to unpack in this scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, okay. One comes out like a, from a tent, like, hooray, this uh, is the show you've all been waiting for. Right. You're like time to murder scorpion. And he's got like this giant shard of something mm-hmm. and it looks like he's going to stab him to death, but he doesn't, he just uses it to, remove the back part of scorpion's pants Mm -hmm. and everyone's like yeah and you're like wait what's happening and then one starts taking his pants off and then the uh shadow is in charge of the bending him over process to get him into position Mm -hmm. and i then it then it goes into a disco (laughs) rape scene as the only way to describe it because it's yeah, like Ted Russell uh, came in and like directed this part because it's just like like lights and, <laughs> and, and like the whole thing is like a minute like because I mean it's like it's you, not very long because well, they mean, immediately get distracted yeah. by something right hey boss things are going on things and people stuff. stuff's popping off not you <laughs> yeah. um yeah, and so this is the thing I was talking about. The shadow is like totally into this. He's like, "Yeah, this is what this is what Scorpion gets." And it's like, I don't think it is. Like, this is not the same argument you were making an hour ago. No, an hour ago you sense. were like, "You need to kill him, otherwise he's going to destroy us." And now you're just like, "Yeah, <laughs> you're you're the fucking rednecks in Pulp Fiction standing there going, yeah." <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Anyway, they're they just they all leave to take care of business and shadow is just like okay you two underlings kill him make sure scorpion's dead give him the james bond treatment mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah and then the next day they proceed to start trying to do their task and scorpion murders them somehow i'm not exactly sure how he gets out of that contraption but he does <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say like I'm I'm trying to remember like did I might did the movie not show it or am I just not remembering? No, how he, he gets actually... out of it. He he feigns death. He's right. like he's he's as far over as he can get in this contraption, and they come over to pick him up, and he somehow murders them. Yeah, and gets away. But then they and... have this weird like he <laughs> gets back, and they have to like he has to have like a training montage to like. Well, he makes it to like a creek or something, and then Fred Williamson finds him again, and Fred Williamson is just like, eh, look what happened to you. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I, I mean, it's <laughs> it's just weird, because like they have to have this weird, like, just use your anger, like, <laughs> like training montage thing, where like he can't even quick draw anymore. Like, it's just right. like, it's this weird thing, he's like, I gotta go kill them, and he's like, look at you, you can't, look at what happened to you, and it's like, like I'm not okay. I'm not downplaying the event, but I don't right. think it's going to incapacitate you <laughs> physically to the point that it is that you're. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I like I said, it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing because it's like you you would have thought that like he he literally got run over by a car and he has to like learn how to walk again and it's just like right. no, you just gotta you know get your groove back or something. You know like anything else like it's just yeah you need to put your troubles behind you right, and yeah. just concentrate on murdering um but yeah, anyway like he man. just he just has this like eventually like fred williams has to like yell at him until he finally like quick draws on his face he's like yeah that's it use that anger and he's like all right i'm gonna go murder him and he's like you think you're going alone and then it's like the little kid has to come out and be like yeah people we need people and more people also right. he's invented this like 
clear plexiglass that's like bulletproof because he yes he's like hey fred williamson throw one of your explosive arrowhead tips directly at my face and let's test this thing and fred was like are you sure kid he's like yeah come on and it happens once and then he's just like ah! <laughs> and you don't really understand it's like okay cool i made that and you don't know <laughs> what, why what good does this do yeah um except he's like, also made a a death corkscrew thing mm-hmm. that he's gonna mount to the car somewhere yes also, he, he just he just turns this thing on and this corkscrew makes the dumb whirly bird noise and it comes out and they're both like yeah that's gonna be the thing and it's like is it (laughs) it should be noted that like also the templars have of course gone and like murdered slash kidnapped the the bible people the the god people right and taken the of course not murdered the the lady alma but like taken the head preacher dude who was nice to them and everyone else who like had any more than like three seconds of screen time like they're yeah. all still alive and in a camp the, and the doctor guy although he's not a doctor he just says that they told him to fix things and he fixes them and mm-hmm. uh so like yeah it's the three or four characters that actually got to say something they're still alive right yeah and then but it it's weird because becomes... like they keep having scenes where like you you think the bad guys are going to murder him because there's one where they're like get everyone up against the wall and it's like yeah nothing and then they cut away and then nothing like, good the, ever the next... goes happens no. when people get up against walls i'm just no, gonna throw that out but there. like yeah they cut and it's like the next day <laughs> and yeah. they're still standing up by the wall. It's like, well, what was the point of this? And one guy's like, I'm not going to take this anymore. <laughs> and he gets shot. And then they're just like, kill everyone. Who's not the lady. And, <laughs> but yeah, this scorpion and Fred Williamson roll in. And this becomes just ridiculous junkyard stunt, spectacular chaos. Mm-hmm. I like that. Fred Williamson's exploding arrows will occasionally hit a dummy and they will just, <laughs> C4 this dummy into tiny chunks. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, while this is like, you know, you could look at this and and this is even kind of like a level below like the Ricky O dummy Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, which is is great. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love the Ricky O head exploding dummies and stuff. Like, you look at it on a frame by frame basis and it's like, yeah, okay, that's incredibly fake. This is like even a step lower than that. However, it's the kind of thing that makes you think of doing like why don't we do more interesting things like that in bigger budget movies like it's it's the weird thing where we have no money therefore getting creative with our low budget stuff makes us Mm -hmm. better than the people that have all the money to make a thing look really good and then they're it's almost like well we put so much time and money into this dummy we don't want to hurt it so we can do 20 takes with it and so they don't do anything creative with it whereas like there, there is a point like where the Seth Rollins dude goes out where he basically gets like head like stuck up underneath a wheel slash grinding yeah. against the ground. Like, yeah. and, and it's just like, it doesn't do like a super close up because the dummy's not good enough. But I was like, man, in a, like a, a large budget movie, like why has there never been a thing where a guy just like took a dude and like grind, <laughs> grinds his face into the asphalt as a car is moving? Like, I was just like, that would be totally gnarly but i mean it's like it's the kind of thing that like you could see in like a judge dread or robocop mm-hmm. kind of thing you know where it's just like you know just fucking grind a dude's face into the asphalt but yeah that's basically what happens with this dummy but you know it's like i said it's kind of kind of pulled back a little bit because they do have a funeral for him which is like, it's just covered up and it's like there's one dude who didn't die in the encounter and basically it's like they're gonna murder him too i guess like it's uh-huh. it's, it's weird um i don't really understand how he was gonna mur- get murdered but he was just near the fire that they were lighting yeah that guy he was he was part of the party that went to kill scorpion but mm-hmm. didn't and so they were just like well you failed so he's dead you're gonna join him but you're just gonna stand near this fire 
maybe the fire will get you also. Yeah. But yeah. That, that, but that the, but the Riptorn <clears throat> dude shoots him and it's just like, yes. shows him mercy. And then it's another time when like one shoots him and look like, how dare you? It's like, yeah. what the fuck? I don't understand this guy's arc. <laughs> if he has one, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, but, I do but like, anyway. so Scorpion's, Scorpion's way to announce his arrival at whatever the hell is going on is he has put the dudes who tried to kill him into a car mm-hmm. and just roadhouse that car into the middle of where they are. And Shadow's like, hey, they're back. <laughs> <laughs> and then just walks over and they're all just chunks. <laughs> they're all just pieces. And he's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's, yeah, everything starts exploding. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's just stunting and chaos. Yeah, like, there's some cool stuff, because, like, they almost... They almost play to the fact that, like, Fred Williamson's bow uh, notching skills are so slow that, like, they almost make that part of the coolness of what he's doing, because, like, he'll do yeah. a thing where he'll just, like, he takes one of his arrowheads and, like, plants it in the in the ground so that when the dude walks over, it's basically like a landmine. <laughs> um, and then there's one where, like, he's trying to, like, switch the arrowheads, but then the kid, like, saves him with the slingshot thing to the face, and he's like, good mm-hmm. job, kid. And there's a lot of thumbs upping throughout this whole final sequence. Yes, yes, like, there is. There is so much thumbs upping, like, you know, somebody will shoot somebody, and somebody will be up on a catwalk and just, like, thumbs up, and it's like, yeah, thumbs up. Let's keep going. Yeah, um, there are plenty of gifable thumbs up all yeah. throughout this. Also, there's a really good, like, the part where the Fred Williamson and the kid, like, bond and decide that they're friends where he gets, like, a, you know, give me five situation. Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are some good give me fives in this as well. Yeah, but anyway, like, you know, they, they end up winning, murdering everyone, basically. Really? Yeah. Yeah, what happens is that uh, uh one basically just takes off. Mm-hmm. He just gets in a car and takes off. And Scorpion chases him, and this is when Scorpion unleashes the corkscrew of death yep. that comes out of the front of his car, basically right into the butt. <laughs> he just he literally gets revenge <laughs> mm-hmm. for for being raped. Uh, it, none of it is shown, but it's very much implied. I get it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he's dead, and his car careens into the side of a mountain and explodes, mm-hmm. as it should. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't kind of go to credits like right after that. Like I mean, like no, they they no, go back. A bit of they he goes back to the and and Fred Williams is like, well, smell you later. And the sex robot comes out like, hey, and he's like, all right, I guess I could go again. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's weird. The lady is there, but he looks over at the kid, and the kid who doesn't seem like he's been a kid. He's a very smart mechanic murdering kid. Mm-hmm. The kid just offers out his hand like, father, please take care of me. And Scorpion takes his hand and then looks up and freeze frame. And that's how the movie ends. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't even acknowledge the lady. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's and weird, it... but it's also kind of glorious. Like it's such a, <laughs> it's such a weird movie. Like it's, I mean, I yeah. kind of love it. And like I said, it's like, if you were to take out the deliverances from evil, like section, it's just like, which like, I I mean, it's not like I'm saying don't, you know, you can't have that in a movie or like, you know, automatically bad or whatever. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not, that's not the reason. I mean, my, my point is, is like, I, I don't, it's such a weird and touchy subject. That's the thing is like any kind of rape should not be used as a plot device. And that kind of, that should be, well, I'm saying, no, I'm saying like kind of that, that should be the end of the thought. Like, I mean, really like you probably shouldn't ever use that as a plot device unless like it's like, don't, I mean, right. Here's the thing. I I, I think don't use it as a catalyst. You can use it as a plot thing. Just don't use it as a catalyst. 
And I think that's the difference is like, you know, you can make a movie about like a survivor of it or something like that. I'm saying like that, you know, I'm not saying do or don't make a movie about that or where it's a factor of it, but like right. it should never be used as like a catalyst to propel your character or especially another character to do something. Like, I think it's even sure. worse when it's another character revenging yes. on someone else's behalf. But in this case, like it's such a weird thing because like, a, I don't really even understand like why that's a part of the Templar culture. Like, yeah. I mean, like that's like, it doesn't seem like it, it one doesn't have anything to do with like having that part doesn't have anything to do with like their end game, like their, their, their mission statement. Like, like what does that, what, what does one have to do with the other other than, you know, like you said, no more procreation, no more people. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. And I don't know what the, I, what I, the I think reason there's was. a, there's a subtext to this movie. I think maybe, the the main bad guy one might have had like some kind of more than camaraderie friendship with this guy when they were trying to recruit him that's the thing is that the movie doesn't give you that backstory sure, sure. and so his it's hard to explain what's it what his obsession is with not killing him mm-hmm. and then you think like well maybe he's in love with him but then it's like well this doesn't explain that and this just seems to be a thing that they all do which kind of ties into the whole prison gang mentality that that maybe that's what they are, but they don't have to be. It's I, I don't know. It's it's I, strange. It It's one of the oddest things I've ever seen in a movie because it just doesn't happen. It's just like your your main dude in a movie just doesn't get raped halfway through. That's strange. It's mm-hmm. very strange for even, you know, certainly not an American movie, but like in, in Italian movies that you don't see, it just doesn't, it's so odd. Like the writing process, someone had to be like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is this happening? It's like, don't worry about it. There's a sex robot later. We'll deal with that. Also, <laughs> I also just realized we didn't really left a dangling thro- plot thread. There is that uh-huh. the bulletproof glass stuff that the kid was making ends up like when you see Scorpion, like at one point he gets shot in the chest and then he just like rips his like, overgarment thing on and he's basically got it's the whole uh, fistful of dollars he's got a yes giant but, it, but it's it's not just, it's not just it's like it's this weird clear armor basically because like it's not even like i was gonna say it's football shoulder pads but that would only cover your shoulders like this right. this covers his entire chest and it's sculpted and it's sculpted it, yeah it's sculpted like pecs and and abs and mm-hmm. it's like a full muscle suit of this plastic bulletproof armor yeah and he wears that for literally the rest of the movie running yep. around and looks fucking ridiculous. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but it's just part of this movie's charm. You're just like, yeah, whatever. He's got bulletproof pecs, whatever. Like, I think that's part of like what's so interesting about this movie is is aesthetically they got a deal on the some kind of weird plexiglass deal because like yeah. there is so much construction in, in plexiglass. Like mm-hmm. even the lever for the machine that bends the people over for the Templar thing yes. is like clear yeah. plexiglass rod. That's like, then got like lighting going through it. Sort of like yep. not, not directly like fiber optic, but it's like they kind of had a light pointing in its general direction so that it was kind of illuminated and weird and glowy. And like, uh-huh. it's just, it's such a weird neon future aesthetic. Like it's, it's not quite I, full like Schumacher Batman neon, but it's not. It's definitely not Mad Max. It's just so bizarre. Yeah. And that, but then there's like weird stark color stuff like THX 1138. It's so. It is such a weird look, and I kind of mm-hmm. love this movie for that. Like, there's a lot of weird in it, but it's kind of glorious at the same time. Like, 
I I feel uh, weird giving this five jocks, but I think I have to. Like, okay. it's, it's it's probably the weirdest. Like, <laughs> it's probably like the most borderline strange five jocks I think I've ever given. Yeah. Because like I don't know that I had like the true five jocks reaction at any point in this movie, but like uh-huh. it's just kind of the general overall through line of it is what I really 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 like about it. Sure. Like like the dummy stuff and all of that. Like, and I love the dumb future car stuff about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I like it almost as much as that. I I, I think I can only give it four, even though I I love the hell out of. Almost everything in this. I think the one thing that bothered me the most was that basically there are only three locations that they keep using over and over in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's this one stretch of road that they use three or four times. Uh, there's a quarry that they just redress and keep putting different cars in different configurations. And then there's just the kind of brook open area place where characters will meet in the dark. And so... I, I think that kind of for a movie that had such creativity with the the costumes and the cars for it to settle into, well, we've got this place and we've got that place. Uh, let's just keep doing that over and over again. That kind of irked me. But I everything about else about this is just incredibly insane. Just everything is insane. Like even though the worst scene in the movie is you're just looking at it like, what is, why is this happening? What on earth is happening in this? Like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's cut like a weird Ken Russell disco movie. It's, it's so <laughs> like, what yeah. on earth? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a remarkably great, bad movie. Mm-hmm. It, it works on so many levels and it is very entertaining and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Concurred. Yes. So, yeah. I, I I just really wish they'd called it Warriors of the Wasteland, though. The New Barbarians is a terrible title. I mean, other than other than the uh, title card that comes up and the way the DVD is marked, like everywhere else you Google this, like New Barbarians comes up wants to come up with a bunch of other things and not this. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's weird. That's that's a bad title. Warriors of the Wasteland is a good title. Yeah. So, learn. <laughs> next time you guys do it right <laughs> sure so, yeah um speaking of doing things right you can do the right thing and go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and give us a dollar and uh that is what fuels this show that's what gives us our electric powers to fuel our podcast so we don't have to run it on gasoline <laughs> right <laughs> so we can come in here every week and go <laughs> exactly which if you listen sound. to us on a high enough speed on your you know playback device we might just mm-hmm. sound like that anyway yep and fun fact the sound effect in this movie was just our podcast played really fast yeah. <laughs> it's true mm-hmm. it's it's true yeah go put it in uh, the trivia, trivia section yeah uh because it was 2019 we were doing this show in 2019 so uh it checks out yeah it works uh so anyway thank you guys for for donating and listening and being a part of this and uh we're, we're glad we finally got to something where it's like, hey, that's great. That's a great movie. Because we've, we've been in a rut for a while. So uh, this this was this was fun. Uh, this was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Awkward at times, but fun. Yeah. It's a shame because, like, I, man, like, I'm not one to censor movies, but, like, just a slight change of this movie. And, man, this would have been a great communal experience. Like, I mean, that's... I mean, I almost say like it. The 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 weirdness is so brief that like it just like suck it up, and we should right. have done it as a group thing. But you know, it it is not the most 
uncomfortable one of those scenes that I have seen in a movie because it is edited so strangely. But yeah, all I knew about it was it had the keyword. Uh, and so I was like, well, not taking a chance, but, uh, yeah, that was a good time. So, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next time with another one of these movies. Won't be a barbarian movie, but it'll be another movie that is bad and maybe good. So (laughs) until then I'm Chuck. I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra out. (laughs) 